For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another Friday edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're so excited to have you along. I was so excited to have an entire week in Birmingham, Alabama. Very, very excited to be home. Um, after an exciting week in Chicago last week, we're we're so thankful to have most of you uh, knew that uh, we launched the Agile Almanac Volume Two uh, week before last, and that that hit number one uh, on Amazon within seven hours. So we were at uh, uh, the Project Management Institute leadership meeting uh, in Chicago, Illinois, and then at uh, the Project Management Institute uh, World Congress or Global Congress. Uh, shortly thereafter, so my great friend uh, John Stenbeck and I, uh, as well as several of the other authors, what, the, you know, the ones that we call the Dirty Dozen, uh, we were out there celebrating the release of that. Uh, but it was uh, also just a you know a great time to catch up with old friends. So uh, one of my uh, uh, great uh, leaders in the John Maxwell team, Norma Zambrano, who lives in Chicago, came uh, to visit with us. And then I got to catch up. Uh, it was the five-year anniversary. I was the mentor to what was known as the Leadership Institute Master's Class, uh, which was part of the Project Management Institute. And so uh, there were students who, who've now moved on. They're board members of PMI. Um, they're, they're, they're just all over the place. They're, they're doing phenomenal things. But I got to, to see friends of mine from Argentina and Chile and, and Brazil, uh, Poland, uh, Venezuela, Peru, uh, and they had all descended on Chicago as well uh, to be part of this leadership meeting. Uh, and I hadn't seen some of them for two, three years. Uh, so it was just a great time to catch up with them as well and, and to celebrate this book. Also, uh, uh, Kartik Ramasthari uh, from India had released a book that I contributed to. Uh, and that book had hit number one in India. And he was celebrating that book release, uh, which is uh, Say Yes to Project Success. Um, and so he had presented me with a, a copy of that, and uh, so I was very thankful uh, of that. When I say I contributed to it, I think I had uh, 12 or 14 words in it, so let's let's not get ahead of myself on that. But uh, uh, very, very uh, cool to see all those people and to be a part of that. Uh, today, we've got a very exciting guest, and uh, it's, uh, it's our first guest in a, a new collaboration that we have with Get Featured, um, which is, is a group I, I got a chance to participate on one of their uh, webinars, but uh, I had uh, found an article on a, uh, a website uh, about 25 influencers that you should know, and, and one of them was this website called Get Featured, and I had reached out to them and, and got a chance to meet them, and they uh, they find incredible guests uh, to feature on podcasts, and, and so we had uh, formed a partnership with them, and uh, this is one of the first guests that uh, they have found for our show. And uh, couldn't be more excited to, to talk to this gentleman um, who uh, is on a mission to end preventable blindness. Uh, and so in 2010, he graduated from The Ohio State uh, University College of Optometry uh, with magna cum laude honors. And he went on to own two optometry practices in South Carolina, uh, specializing in difficult to fit contact lenses, uh, patients and dry eye, but soon found that he had a passion for entrepreneurship. So in 2015, he started I Love, and that's spelled I-E-I, -E Love, an eye wellness company with a mission to end preventable blindness. So along with his wife, Jenna, they continue to work part-time in optometry, but they built an I Love uh, with the goal of eventually opening free clinics in the U.S. and abroad. So because 703 million people are blind due to a lack of glasses, they give a portion of all of their profits back to those who can neither afford nor, or obtain eye care in Jamaica and South Carolina. So when he's not working on eye love or in his clinic, he enjoys traveling to Jamaica, running and playing uh, the ukulele uh, when he drinks his morning coffee. So we're wonderfully, wonderfully welcome 
uh, to have Dr. Travis Ziegler. Uh, Dr. Ziegler, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Rick. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. So tell us a little bit about yourself and just introduce yourself to our audience. Now, my audience is mainly entrepreneurs, business people, and uh, project managers. So uh, just uh, introduce yourself to us and let us know uh, a little bit about you. Yeah, so you you kind of summed it up there, but I'll extend it a little bit more. So I graduated in 2010 from the Ohio State University College of Optometry. I practiced under my uncle and with my uncle and another doctor for about five years and loved seeing patients, loved the business side of it, but there was always something missing from just the seeing patients part. And so my wife did, my wife and I did the three things you're not supposed to do at the same time. We quit our jobs. We moved across the country to South Carolina from Ohio. And then we started two businesses. We actually started three businesses, but two businesses simultaneously right when we moved there. We opened up two clinics, um, one in Blythewood, South Carolina, and the other in Camden, South Carolina, which is around the capital of Columbia. And then in May of that same year, we decided to start a third business on the e-commerce space called iLove. And what we did there is um, we pretty much brought optometry online. We don't actually see patients online, but we sell eye wellness products, sunglasses, reading glasses, and just kind of, we do a lot of educating and videos. And we've come to the point now that we actually sold one of our clinics in June and we're selling our current clinic that we're in part-time in. In January, we're gonna sell that and then go full-time on the e-commerce space. And pretty much, you can think of other doctors that are in the the medical field, like um, Dr. Axe would be a big one. Um, Dr. Oz, of course, is probably the biggest one. And we're pretty much trying to do that with the field of optometry and just going straight to consumers. And we realized that we could impact more people online than we could one-on-one in our patient, in our practices. So we're pretty much at that point now where we're about to jump in full-time, which is a little scary. And any entrepreneur knows that when you jump into something and go all in with it, it, it can be a little scary. And we're pretty much putting two doctor salaries behind us and moving all in on this. So that's pretty much my last couple of years in a nutshell. And if you want me to expand on any of those, we can definitely do that. Yeah, I'd love to. In fact, I spent a tremendous amount of time in Hartsville, uh, South Carolina, uh, which uh, we, we call the armpit of South Carolina, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll stay away from that. But um, no, but yeah, we, we'd love to because we, when you follow your passion and your heart, right, salary ne- doesn't necessarily have to follow, but we hope it does. Um, and I'm an executive director of the John Maxwell team, and, and a lot of us um, do quite a bit of work in in trying to to follow that mission. Um, so tell me a little bit about why Jamaica and, and what drew you there, what called you there? So we do mission work over overseas, and we our first trip was Ecuador. And on that first trip, we kind of got hooked on the mission life of me, seeing these patients that have no access to eye care because you're not only giving them glasses and giving them vision for the first time, which is an incredible experience, but they also have eye pain and disease that pretty much would go untreated. And so we can not cure that, but we can help them with that and then pretty much point them in the direction they need to go to. Um, After Ecuador, we did Peru. And then Peru was our second mission the following year. And we love Peru as well. Um, And then about three years passed before we did our next mission. And when we did Ecuador and Peru, those were our, we did those when we were students. And then our first mission trip when we were doctors was to Jamaica. And the first mission we did to Jamaica, we fell in love. And if you've ever been to Jamaica, the people, there's just, the one love is their, their mentality. And that's how they treat everybody. They, they treat everybody as one people. And so that's kind of what you hear all the time. One love, one people. That means everybody's cohesive. And you really feel it when you're in the island. And we just fell in love with the island. The fact that their English speaking helps too. And they actually speak Patois, but their second language is pretty much English. And anywhere we went, you always felt that just kind of love and respect for everybody. And it's just a relaxed vibe. And you just have a lot of fun in the clinic. So we fell in love with Jamaica. And Jamaica has about 500,000 Jamaicans per optometrist or ophthalmologist. And to give you an example, in America, I don't know the exact number in America, it's about 10,000 people to one optometrist. So 500,000 to one is a significant difference. So the need is there. And they mainly have clinics in the main cities, so like Montego Bay and Kingston. And they have a couple smaller clinics here and there. But for the most part, most people don't have access to care. And we're going to try to create a sustainable model in Jamaica. And if we can pretty much conquer Jamaica, 
or solve the, the problem there, we could take this worldwide. I think that's fantastic. So the, the couple of things that we're going to definitely dive into, and, and we've got three good segments to make sure that we do so. So you say that 80% of vision problems worldwide are avoidable. So we've got some tips and tricks to make sure that we can do that. Um, and then also how to build a business and scale that to over a million dollars a year. So I think those are definitely things that we are going to want to make sure that we dive into. Um, so if you guys hang out, we've got plenty to talk to with Dr. Travis Ziegler. We're going to take a first break here, and we're going to be right back on the Work-Life Balance. You're listening to Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management. From CA. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back to the Work-Life Balance with Dr. Ziegler, Dr. Travis Ziegler. And, uh, you know, Dr. Sigler, we were just talking on the break there, but right before we went in, we were talking about business and building businesses. And, you know, one of the the things that you like to discuss is how to build a business and scale over a million dollars. So if you had a couple of quick tips and, and, you know, some of the advice that you would like to share with the audience, what would that be? So if you have a profitable product and you're you're already selling, that's pretty much business number one is find a product that you can actually sell at a profit. And Getting up to one million is actually not as hard as it may seem, and it does take a little bit of a grind. You can, of course, outsource anything and and bring in a team and everything. But I think the one tip to get you to a million dollars is once you have that one product and you're selling it profitably, just repeating that step over and over again for a couple products, and in no time you'll actually get to a million dollars. That's essentially all we did. It was just my wife and I when we first started this company, and we were building two practices at the same time, so working full-time. And we just released one product, saw that it worked, got up to about $150,000 a year in that first year, and we just repeated what worked. And so we came out with another 10 products the following year, and that got us up to about $1.3 million in the second year. And we we can talk about hiccups along the way um, of going from $1 million and beyond, 
which we might go into later. But yeah, just find that product that's profitable, figure out a system that you get it selling, and then just repeat over and over again for another product. So so give us an example of the products. What was the first product and then what was product number two and three? So we, we first came out with a pair of unbreakable men's sunglasses and we still actually had that product and we learned real quick that it sold really well. And so then we decided to come out with a second pair of sunglasses, very similar to like the Ray-Ban Wayfair style. And then we came out with a third pair of sunglasses that was very similar and complementary to both of those. So we pretty much found that kind of audience was like our... It was 20 to 40-year-old, more men than women, but we found that women buy for their men too. So that's kind of the audience we went to. We have a pair of women's sunglasses too, but they are a lot more expensive to market because women tend to shop more, it seems like, in our in our industry. And so we've repeated over and over again with men's sunglasses, and that's kind of what we helped. We still have our original women's pair, but it's very hard to make a women's pair of, of fashion accessories or sunglasses profitable. So we kind of stick with more of the men's style they're they're all unisex but they have kind of that more base towards the men but women can wear them as well so that was sunglasses were our first line and we did that for about the first year so you found that so i'm going to take a total sidebar here because that's what i do on this show is i squirrel like a like a crazy man if a squirrel runs by my uh, window it's all over <laughs> um but uh because you know i find that men like i have the same pair of sunglasses i've had for like 4 years cuz that's mm-hmm. what men do we just buy a pair of sunglasses and over but my my wife has like 11 pair of sunglasses that cost uh, probably close to what our first house cost <laughs> so you found it uh, and, and i keep going you you really need another pair of well you know this one doesn't match this bathing suit and so that's why we need you know another you know exorbitant pair of sunglasses so you found it easier to market to the men's side than the women's it's less expensive to market towards men, but we try to make our sunglasses very um, unisex so anybody can wear them. It's just more expensive. So I'll give you an example. We have a women's pair and a men's, or a, like the Wayfair style pair. And the Wayfair style pair, they, they actually sell about the same numbers. We sell anywhere from 10 to 20 per day. And then with that, our marketing is about 40% of the women's and about 10% on the Wayfair style. And so significant difference. And that's because men, of course, are not buying our women's at all. But women are also buying our Wayfarers along with the men. Gotcha. So that makes sense. So let's talk about, um, so one of the things I think that we do learn from, though, are those hiccups, right? And, and are the failure sides um, or the biggest lessons? What would you say is, is, you know, one or two of the biggest lessons you learned from scaling the business? Uh, really, it comes down to systems. I mean, you being a project manager, this is probably going right into your wheelhouse, but I'm an entrepreneur and I hate systems. And um, we tried to scale too quickly this year. So we hit 1.3 million last year. So we're like, okay, let's do that growth again. And systems are really where it's at and we did not have them and it cost us dearly. And we actually are doing more money this year, but our profits are significantly lower. And it's because we, we hired so quickly and we hired without a system in place. So we pretty much expected that person when they were hiring or when we were hiring them to take over and, and own that role to the point that they would make the system. But it doesn't quite work that way. And we, we got burnt really bad on it. And we, we actually at one point had 13 different employees and independent contractors working for us at the beginning of the year. And we are now down to six and so we saw that there was just, it was just chaos. And so we had to scale down very quickly. And once we scaled down, we're now hiring extremely slowly. And we actually bring somebody on part-time to begin with. And then if they prove that they can make pretty much their salary that they, they desire in three months time, then we'll bring them on full-time and pretty much we'll build systems with them or we'll have a system in place already when we bring them on. So we kind of know what we're doing already, but yeah. Uh, scaling too fast without systems is the hardest lesson I've ever learned and it cost me the most money I've ever cost or spent and we definitely learned from it and we're taking things a little slower this time around. So do you think it was a systems issue, leadership issue, or just a a lack of understanding of the the person you needed to hire? A little bit of everything. I think it's, um, I mean, I've never ran a business this size. I'm, I'm pretty young still. So learning how to lead a team was uh, it was huge and i've learned a lot this year 
and the lack of systems just really trying to get somebody to do something for you but they're like I don't really know what you're trying to tell me to do and we have training on it but it still didn't get done the way you wanted it to and that's a lack of leadership on my part a lack of systems from we didn't kind of document as much as we could have and yeah it's it's a little bit of everything I'll, I'll take the complete blame for some of it though yeah, and I, I've shared multiple times on this show, um, and, and so I'll, I'll suggest a book for you. It's one of it's one of the you know books on the market, but the the uh, twenty one irrefutable laws of leadership, um, uh, you know, by my mentor John Maxwell. But uh, you know, two thousand thirteen. I'm I'm not as young as you are. I I graduated in ninety four, um, but uh, you know, I grew a business to about four and a half five million. Uh, and did the same thing, right? Just continue to expand, continue to grow. And you you hit what's called the law of the lid, uh, which is where your business outgrows your your ability to lead it. Um, and uh, I, I nearly went bankrupt and uh, you know learned a horrible lesson. So we we were doing more revenue than ever, but you know we were bleeding it uh, dry. and and you get frustrated because people are calling you and and not you know taking that that role that you think that they should take because, you know, you, look, I hired you, do it, right? And, and But but we didn't empower them, you know, it, appropriately as well. And it's a difficult lesson as an entrepreneur. It really is. Um, and it, it's a wake-up call. And so I did the same thing. I scaled way back, uh, took a step back, decided the type of people I needed to hire, and then and then started to grow slowly as well. It's, it's a difficult lesson for an entrepreneur, but it's a great wake-up call as well. You just like, yeah, you just described my life perfectly. We were actually down to $5,000 in our bank account and uh, we were um, refinancing a loan. And if it went through, we were pretty much saved. And if it didn't, we were in trouble and it luckily went through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's scary times, but you know what? It, th- those are the greatest times of your life when you look back at it. Uh, but boy, when you're going through it, you you want none of it. I, I can promise you that. Um, so let's uh, let's pivot out of the 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 negative vibes sometimes that that can bring, <laughs> and and let's get to some of the great stuff too. Um, I, I you know I'm very interested in and in, um, I'll actually get personal because my audience knows that's that's what I do. I had a scary moment um, health wise not too long ago um, uh, where I had no idea that uh, I was pre diabetic and uh, I got sick. Um, but I've always had perfect 2020 vision, perfect vision, right? Even even better than 2020 vision. Um, and then uh, was was hospitalized for for something totally irrelevant. Um, but in there is when they found out that I was pre-diabetic, and they they asked me, you know, did you know you had diabetes? No. Um, but at that time, all of a sudden, um, I could not see at all, no vision whatsoever. And they were telling me it was because I guess the back of my eyes or whatever swelled. Are you aware of that? Or, or yeah, and. Uh, so coming out, um, I had to get glasses for the first time, and glasses so thick that my my family made fun of me. Um, by the time the glass prescription came in, uh, my eyes are back to normal. Yep. Um, and so now, though, I can tell when my blood sugar rises because I'll start to get blurry vision, but then it'll come back and correct itself. Yeah, and so I can definitely go into that if you want me to. Absolutely. What's going on I, yeah. I, that's why I'm bringing it up. I'd love to love to understand it. Yeah, so when your blood sugar rises to, to points of hospitalization or like we call it a diabetic crisis or just even when your blood sugar is just elevated for a long period of time and it fluctuates over time, the, the lens inside your eye, so this lens is, is it's your focusing mechanism for your eye. When you look far away, your lens is relaxed and when you look up close, it focuses or bends. And so that's the part that gets swollen and when it gets swollen, you're changing how your eye bends light to see. And so when it gets swollen, it's going to make you seem like you have a very high prescription, but you don't. And then once you get your sugar back under control, that lens is going to to not, or pretty much the swelling is going to go down. And then your prescription is going to go back to normal. And to tell you a brief story, I actually had a patient that she got hospitalized with a diabetic crisis and she was about blood sugar of 800. And we actually adopted a diet that I tell my patients that are pretty much battling any kind of eye disease. And it's a very plant-based, um, very healthy diet, high healthy fats. And I actually write about it in my book, Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment. And you can actually replace dry eye with any disease and you can kind of rethink any treatment with this diet plan. And it's, it's a cookie cutter approach. If you want to get more in depth, you can do like food sensitivity tests. But going back to the story, so... This this lady, her 
prescription had changed drastically. Luckily, she wore contacts. And so I actually saw her every two weeks because her prescription was changing so dramatically. And we were changing her contact lenses every two weeks to accommodate for this so we didn't have to worry about glasses. And she actually adopted the diet that I told her about. And she lost 80 pounds over six months, went off all medications for diabetes, high blood pressure. And pretty much she said she's feel, she feels better than ever now. And so it was an incredible story. And it was really cool to see firsthand in my office somebody that did this diet that I recommend. And it worked for her. And so diabetes, going back to your point, yeah, it's just a swelling of the inside of your eye. Now, if you let diabetes go out of control for too long, that's where vision loss can occur, and that's permanent vision loss. So you can actually start to bleed in the back of your eye, and this is not what you had probably. And you, when you start to bleed in the back of the eye, that can actually cause scar tissue to form, and then that's going to cause you to lose vision permanently. So keep that sugar down and get off if you can. Bring Change your diet to, to control your diabetes, and that's going to help really save your eyesight, really. Yeah, it was it was a scary moment. I actually like had a, a random infection, and so that's what put me in the hospital. And then that because of the infection is what gave me the elevated diabetes. And but then like I had to travel, and I couldn't even read the airport signs. It was crazy. Um, but two things you just said, and and then I got a listener email at the same time. Uh, so my great friend John Watson, who I was just with in Jacksonville, I introduced him to the world of pizookies. Um, which are the greatest cookies in the world with ice cream. So he was reminding me not to eat pizookies. And then you said cookie cutter approach. So all of that just tied in beautifully <laughs> with all those stories. Uh, and with that, we're going to take another break. Uh, and and, and I, I just did a great uh, commercial for BJ's. So BJ's, um, the home of the pizookie, where you can get these wonderful cookies that are handmade. Uh, and, but if you order these cookies, they donate to charity. So really, we were eating for the kids. So um, yeah, so BJ's wants to pick me up uh, as a sponsor I'm ready for you um, but uh, we're going to take another break and let our real sponsors go ahead and pay the bills and we'll be right back in the work-life balance you're listening to Rick Morris are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes do you lack consistency in project delivery R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back on this Friday afternoon episode of the Work-Life Balance. We're talking to Dr. Travis Ziegler, and uh, you can find him at I Love the Sun, and that's E-Y-E, lovethesun.com. And you mentioned it a couple of times as we were talking in the first two segments. He kept mentioning a book um, called Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment, which you can find on Amazon, but that's a book you wrote. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. It's actually a book that I um, I was making an email series for all my followers that follow me for dry eye, follow my wife and I, and I got to a section about food and treating dry eye with food, and I actually started writing it, and I thought it would take me a day or two, and it ended up taking me two months, and it ended up being 55 pages, so I was like, oh, I'll just turn this into a book. And and how many people are really affected with, with dry eye? So worldwide, I don't know the statistics worldwide, but in the United States alone, 30 million people have dry eye and they really don't, some people don't even know it because they feel like their eyes water a lot and it sounds crazy, but your eyes are actually watering a lot because they're dry. And I can go into that if you want, if you'd like me to. Yeah, I'd love to hear about it. So you have a tear layer on, on the front of your eye and that tear layer is composed of three different layers. And the middle layer is a watery layer, and the outside layer is actually an oil layer. And that oil layer comes from your eyelids. And if your eyelids aren't healthy and they're not functioning properly, that oil layer won't get out onto the eye. And that oil layer is responsible for, for locking in your tears and making your eye comfortable. So when that, that tear layer breaks up, what your, eye, what your eye does is it feels like there's something in your eye. And whenever you get something in your eye, your eye tells your brain to water more to get that thing out of your eye. And so a lack of this oil just makes your your watery tears water more. And so that's how people that have problems with their eyes watering, that's how they have dry eye. We actually have to get the eyelid healthy, which is what we focus on with our company. We, we talked about our sunglasses earlier, but we've actually pivoted to become an eye wellness company. And then we went from eye wellness to kind of a dry eye company. And that's that's happened over the last year kind of naturally. And we actually have a Facebook community called the Dry Eye Syndrome Support Community. And if your listeners ever want to connect with me, that's the best way to do it is just go to Facebook, type in Dry Eye, and we're the first community to come up. And we're pretty active in there. We do a Facebook Live every Sunday at 5 p.m. just to answer Dry Eye questions. But we um, we started this company, and we've we've morphed into being a dry eye company because we just gathered a lot of followers from it, and we, we're having a lot of fun doing it. So... To get your eyelids healthy, you want to intake better, healthier fats. And so that's omega-6s that are healthy is the key part there. Omega-6s are pretty much in dairy and beef and everything. But if you don't eat healthy versions of omega-6s, that's going to cause more inflammation. So a lot of dairy causes inflammation and a lot of, a, a tr- I don't want to say traditionally raised beef, but beef that you typically buy in the grocery store has very unhealthy omega-6s, whereas in like avocados and hemp seeds and grass-fed or organic-raised beef is going to have more healthy omega-6s. And so increasing your your healthier fats and omega-3s as well, like fish oil, we actually sell a fish oil supplement. That's going to put a better oil into your body, which is going to create a better oil coming out of your eyelids. And it's also going to reduce inflammation in your body. What we believe and how we kind of treat dry eye is that you have a chronic inflammation throughout your whole body and really figuring out how to battle that chronic inflammation and we focus on diet primarily is going to really help in turn treat your dry eye and we consider dry eye to be a symptom and not a disease itself and it's a symptom of that chronic low-grade disease state and with that low-grade disease state that's pretty much a lot of us have that in, in especially in, in the western hemisphere and the western diet and you don't really notice it until it comes later in life, such as diabetes, stroke, high blood pressure, heart attacks, and dry eye being a symptom. And so we really treat, try to teach people how to live a healthier lifestyle. And that's what the book's all about, Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment. It's about turning your diet around. And I'm not telling you you have to go on a diet. It's, it's teaching you what not to eat and what to eat. 
And a lot of people will say, well, I'll never give up X, Y, Z, and you don't have to. And we always recommend that one day, eat whatever you want. It doesn't matter if you want to eat 10,000, please don't eat 10,000 calories that day, but just eat whatever you want that day. But as long as you stick to what we we go over in the book, which is a very plant-based approach, which isn't as bad as you think, it's actually quite delightful. And then you can take one day a week just to, to go nuts and go eat whatever you want. So, so I can sense? have my pizookies. Yeah, I can have my pizookies. Is what you're saying? You can about. have. We'll limit it to five pizookies in your <laughs> cheat day. <laughs> so, what about you? Know, my son, you know, is always rubbing his eyes. Always seems to be itchy eyes, and we, you know, it doesn't seem to be allergies or whatever, but just constantly rubbing his eyes. Is that a symptom of dry eye, or um, could so it that be can, something that can else? be dry eye? That could be probably. How old your son? Uh, he's six. So he's probably never on a screen. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah, so 20, 22 hours on his iPad a day. So, so when we're when we read like physical books, we actually blink more. And when we're watching TV or not watching TV, but when we're playing outside, we blink more. And when we're active, we blink more. And so when we're on a tablet, there's no page turn. There's no really symbol to tell you to blink. And so. You, when you're on a tablet or a computer, you're actually not blinking as much. I think it's like studies show that it's half the blink rate. And so his eyes are actually probably getting a little dry. And if he has allergies as well, it could be an allergy. Um, but yeah, it's, it could be a sign of fatigue too. So his eyes are getting tired. And so he just rubs them out of kind of habit. So in, in talking about dry eye, just in the fats and the diet, that kind of stuff, what else are you guys doing to try to combat that in in you know, obviously there's other treatments as well. Is there drops? Is there, you know, yeah. what other things that you, are you guys trying to do to combat that? So it, our belief is that drops just cover up a problem. So our company hasn't come out with a drop yet. Will we in the future? I'm not sure because it does just cover up a problem. It doesn't really solve the problem. And what we try to focus on is solving the problem. And so we have an omega-3 supplement like we talked about, and that decreases inflammation in your eye, which causes dry eye. And then it also puts a better oil into your body, which creates a better oil coming out. We also have a a pretty innovative spray that actually is, we released it in June and it's been a game changer for us because it's been such an incredible spray and we've got about 4,000 people already on it. And the, the feedback has just been tremendous. And we actually, the spray is just three ingredients. It's hypochlorous acid, it's water, and it's pretty much table salt. And so it's a very mild spray. Hypochlorous acid sounds threatening, but it's actually made. So does table salt. I'm going to throw that out as well. (laughs) So those are all both very mild ingredients. And so table salt just helps keep bacteria growth away. And um, hypochlorous acid actually is made by your immune system naturally. It's what your immune system creates to kill bacteria. And then when your, your immune system releases this, kills the bacteria, and then engulfs it or eats it. And that's how your immune system works to kill bacteria. So we enhance your immune system's ability to kill bacteria that live on your eyelid and just kind of refresh your eyes. So you actually spray our spray on your eyelid. A lot of people in the world use um, lid scrubs. And so lid scrubs are little towelettes that they use. And the problem we had with those and using them on our patients was that there are pretty much 14 to 25 ingredients in these lid scrubs. And I couldn't pronounce any single one of them. And I couldn't physically tell my patient what each ingredient does. So it bothered me. So a prescription came out, and it was called Avanova, and it is an amazing medication. And the problem with Avanova is it's $300 a month. And so we actually found a manufacturer that could do the same product as Avanova, and we could make it over the counter. The difference being is that Avanova can say that they can treat dry eye, and they can treat blepharitis, which is inflammation of the eyelids, where we can say we can just relieve you from dry eye symptoms and we can relieve you from different things but it's the exact same thing it's just a matter of different marketing that we have to put on it but it's incredible because we've converted so many patients from that and they're actually taking it to their doctors and now doctors are starting to come to us to wholesale Um, we haven't started a wholesale model yet but that's going to be 2018 that's kind of our next scale up project so omega-3s the spray those are two ways you can help also a warm compress So a warm compress, we sell one, but you can also make one by putting dry rice in a sock. You microwave it for a little while. You put it over your closed eyelids. You're heating the oil in the oil glands. And if you heat any oil, it becomes more of a liquid. So you're making it easier for it to come out. So those are kind of three ways that we promote to help with symptom relief. 
And we're going to be coming out with a, a healthy omega-6 in 2018 and also a good makeup remover that you can use that is very natural and only about three ingredients as well. So those are kind of the ways that you can help with dry eye directly and not just the diet. So you talk about things that you're selling. How how can people get to those products? Yeah, thanks for thanks for asking me to or thanks for allowing me to say that as well. And you mentioned our website earlier. It's ilovethesun.com, e-y-e lovethesun.com. And you can tell we're a sunglass company first, right? Sure. <laughs> and at the top, you'll see a button that says dry eyes. Click here, and that will take you to all our dry eye products. And then we're also found on Amazon. So our brand name is I Love. But our dry eye brand is Hydrate, and that's H-E-Y-E-D-R-A-T-E. So instead of H-Y like Hydrate, it's H-I like E-Y-E. And so Hydrate, Lid and Lash Cleanser, Hydrate Omega-3 for dry eye. And then you can find that on Amazon or on our website, iloveofthesun.com. Outstanding. So we're going to take our final break right here, and we'll be back with our final segment with Dr. Travis Ziegler here on the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality so you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management. From CA. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back for a final segment here on the Work-Life Balance with Dr. Travis Ziegler. So, uh, Dr. Ziegler, how important is having a great community around you when you're starting a business like this? Yeah, so earlier we talked about, you know, scaling your business to $1 million. And you can really do that with just, you know, releasing product after product after product. And you can you can scale above that if you want to with just products. But we decided about a year ago to start a community on Facebook called the Dry Eye Syndrome Support Community. And, you know, it just started out by adding our parents and everything. And then what we did is we just started doing Facebook Lives and blog posts and videos for that community. And I always tell people that, like, when you're starting a community or a podcast like yours or any kind of show like this, 
that the first six months to a year is you proving that you can do it. And because you're not going to get a lot of followers, you're not going to get a lot of listeners, you're not going to get a lot of readers. And that's the same with a blog post, a podcast, like I said, or a Facebook group. And so we just consistently just kept putting out content after content and the community grew and we're now up to 3,000 people. And the incredible thing about this community is that they tell us what to release next. And so they tell us their pain points and how they'd want us to solve it. And then we just go into pretty much research mode. And we actually have our next three products that we're coming out with in 2018. And it was all a result of them bringing to me or my wife something that they were having a struggle with and they wanted to improve in their their dry eye regimen. And that community has single-handedly changed our business. It's changed how we think about dry eye and how we think about patients. And it's funny because we're the educators, we're the doctors, we're the experts, but we learn just as much from them as they do from us. And that's what makes it so incredible is that you're, you're not really the expert. You're just, you just have the doctor in front of your name and you were trained in school. But to get at the level of them and to see what they're suffering in and what they're having problems with and then making solutions around that is just incredible. We actually just released a bar of soap and it sounds so simple. It's called the Hydrate Tea Tree Oil Soap. And tea tree oil actually fights mites that live in your hair follicles. Sorry to make everybody itchy on this Friday afternoon, but in your hair follicles, especially your eyelashes, you have little mites called demodex. And tea tree treats this. And so every, like like I said before with our spray, every, every product for demodex has like 50 chemicals in it. And they're just nasty chemicals. And so we came out with this soap that is literally organic coconut oil organic green tea, organic olive oil, shea butter, and tea tree oil. It's very mild, and you can use it on your whole body, but we recommend washing your face with it and using it on your eyelids. That was a result of our community coming to us and saying, treating Demodex is awful because it's filled with everything's filled with so many chemicals. And so we came out with this five-ingredient soap that we actually have handmade here in Columbia, South Carolina, and... It's been incredible. I was actually just reading the reviews on it today on Amazon, and it's amazing to see the feedback that we're getting on that soap, too. And the spray as well that I talked about in the last segment, the spray itself was brought to us by a, by one of the people in our community. And they said, what do you think of this spray? And I said, that's an incredible spray. We need to, we need to make that pretty much for lids and lashes. So we talked to the manufacturer, and here we are with the spray. And so our last kind of four products have been based on their recommendation. And the funny thing is the four products that we released that weren't based on their recommendations have been a struggle. We've struggled to launch them and because they didn't ask for it. And that's our audience. We have about 3,000 in the group and we have about 3,000 people on our email list. And it's, it's amazing the difference between listening to your community and them telling you what to come out with next and how fast that launches versus oh, I think this would be a good product and this coming from me and then trying to launch it to a, launch it to them and then hear crickets. So the value of a community is just incredible. Well, and, and we were just talking on the break um, about masterminds and, and that's the whole theory behind masterminds uh, is, is you know, the, the, the sum of the whole is smarter than the sum of you, right? And, and exactly. The, it's, the, it's the exact same theory as well as, you know, in the book that we just released, The Agile Almanac, it's it's the same thing as is you know for years people that even doing you know what I do project managers I've watched executives sit in a room and and think that they can make a decision that that benefits the whole of a company yet what the agile methodology really is all about is allowing the teams uh, in the community to make the decision um, and so I've I've been blessed to to uh, you know a lot of people ask me too how you know in in my field and what I've been able to do. Um, how I've have gotten such a wide range range of knowledge in so many industries, and it's because I've gotten to work with them, right? And so I've, I've watched so many project managers only work with one company, and so their sphere of influence is that one company. I've I've been able to work with so many different verticals and so many different companies that my my experience base is just the best of like ninety of the best people I've ever seen. 
Um, yeah. And so that's what I get to draw from on a daily basis. It's not my methodology. It's it's literally a blend of 140 methodologies that I've seen over time and bits and pieces that I like. Yeah, a mentor of mine always says you don't know what you don't know. And Absolutely. That sums it up. But yeah, the masterminds are single-handedly the biggest thing that has grown our community because you think you're doing something correctly or you think this is the only way to do it. And then we go meet up at a mastermind and there's, you know, 20 to 30 of us there. And then they just shift your whole paradigm of how every time we have a mastermind event, we have four per year. And these are all people that are doing a million or more on e-commerce or online. And every time I go, I get that one nugget and it completely shifts the the trajectory and the, of our business and then my mind shifts every single time and that's what I love about masterminds and just communities in general which by the way that came from thinking grow rich right that's unbelievable concept right but yeah mastermind concept comes from Napoleon Hill and think and grow rich um so real quickly because we're, we're running out of time here we've got to ask the question the question we always ask is what's some of the greatest advice you've ever been given so I don't know if I was given this by somebody or I read it somewhere, but it's something that I adopted when I was about 18, when I was graduating high school. And it's, I got to think about it first because I don't want to butcher it. It's learn as if you were to live forever, but live as if you were to die tomorrow. And Gandhi said that. And so I don't know where I read it or who told me that, but that is the quote that I try to live every day by. And when I don't live my sole purpose in that day, I can tell because I'm anxious and I'm not having as much fun. And so I always try to learn every day and I always try to coach somebody every day. I always try to learn and then teach and then I try to live my life to the fullest. That's amazing, right? And uh, so uh, Maxwell says something similar, right? Don't live, live your day today as your masterpiece, right? But don't mm-hmm. rest on your best. Yep. Don't rest on your best, right? So your best is simply your starting point for tomorrow. So beautifully said, beautifully said. Well, listen, we have certainly appreciated you being a part of this today. And uh, we, we thank you so much for being a guest on the Work-Life Balance. And we, we wish you uh, continuing success and uh, hope that you'll come back and share some more with us on the Work-Life Balance. Now, this is a lot of fun. I, I loved being on your show and thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We look forward to seeing you soon. So thank you so much, Dr. Travis Ziegler. Next week, we've got Mariana Lead coming on, uh, and we look forward to uh, sharing some time with her. Uh, and uh, so soon, uh, also, we're, we're coming up uh, next week, we'll have Mariana Lead. The week after that, and actually the next two weeks after that, we're going to be doing replays, because the week after that, we will be at CA World um, as part of uh, that conference. And of course, uh, it will be Thanksgiving, and we'll be on a holiday rotation. Uh, so we'll be taking a couple of weeks off as I can live my work-life balance. But we thank uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Travis Sigler for being a part of the show. Again, you can go visit him at I Love the Sun. That's E-Y-E, lovethesun.com, and pick up some of these wonderful products that he was talking about. And also you can find his book, Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment, at Amazon.com. As always, you can find us at, at Rick A. Morris at Twitter, uh, rsquareconsulting.com or rickamorris.com and we will talk to you again next Friday right here at the Work-Life Balance on the Voice America Business Network. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show.